Hi everyone, Tyler here. Just wanted to give a quick update if you haven't heard yet about some awesome news coming to the show. We are now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. So you can search up the Hockey Podcast, that is the hockey, spelled H-A-W-K-E-Y, and Puckcast, spelled P-U-C-K-C-A-S-T. Once you're there, you will find all the episodes we have recorded so far, as well as brand new ones anytime they get uploaded. So if you'd rather listen on one of those platforms than where you're currently finding us, now you can. While there, be sure to give us a positive rating and review to help more people find our show. Thanks so much for listening and enjoy the upcoming episode. Hello and welcome to this sixth episode of the Hockey Podcast. This is a fan-run podcast by the Chicago Blackhawks, and today is our prospect report. My name is Tyler, and I am joined, as always, by our prospect guru, Wally. Dylan Wells is the Rockford Icehawks starting goaltender. Who is that? Exactly. Nick? Uh, the Belleville Senators are garbage. And John? Um, David Gust is one of the best players in Ice Hawks history. Hell yeah. And let's get started with the injury updates for the prospect report. So, Wally, what have we got? So, there's still been no update on Aiden Thompson since the last time we talked about him. Uh, it is believed that the injury that he suffered at the World Juniors camp in August, I believe, um, he's still dealing with that injury, and there really hasn't really there really hasn't been an update on that at all. So, so nothing so far. Nothing at all, and it was only supposed to be like I think he was supposed to be back in like late September. My goodness, and now we're almost in November. Yeah. Um. Another. Well, there is a good piece of injury news. I mean, no injury is good, but the news that we got with Colton Doc was um he started to skate again, um but he did not travel with. Kelowna to Portland uh, this past weekend, um, but it is good news that he started skating again after suffering a concussion. Yeah, and most uh, most junior hockey games are over the weekends, so maybe we could see him back next weekend for Kelowna? That could be a possibility. He was listed as week-to-week last week, so it'll be interesting to see um, what the injury report says. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we also have um, a guy who actually returned from his injury and actually started out quite well, Drew Camesso. Yep, he, he returned this week or this past weekend. Um, he saved 29 of 30 shots in his return to action and got the win in overtime for Boston University. That's fantastic to see, considering how bad his first game was. Well, actually, that was his second game, but yeah, it, it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't great against... Uh, Michigan. Uh, I think he. I think he probably tweaked something, and that kind of led to his lackluster performance. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then the last injury news: um, Antti Sarla. Uh, yeah. So Antti Sarla is currently rehabbing his. I believe he twisted his left ankle, um, but there's been no update on his timeline. Hopefully, we get one tomorrow because it seems like they update that every week. So hopefully, we get some news soon. All right, and then moving on to our players who are on pretty significant hot streaks so far. What have we got here? Who's been our biggest performers of the week? 
So I already mentioned Drew Camesso, but uh, in his return to action, uh, he saved 29 shots um, and got the win in overtime. Mm-hmm. Only allowed one goal. Yeah, only one goal. Another goaltender, Dominic Vasse, saved 18 of 19 against Bemidji State University. Um, and he has four wins in four games this season. Um, a 945 save percentage, a 1.25 goals against average, and one shutout. Goated. Dominic Bossi turning into Drew Camesso, I guess. I guess he is. And then um, Dominic James, he had four points, two goals, and two assists in two games this weekend for Minnesota Duluth. And his teammate, Wyatt Kaiser, recorded three points, two goals, one of them, which was unbelievable. Um, and the other, and he also got an assist. Um, and he was also a plus five, which is great to see. Yeah. And then Tage Harding also recorded two assists this weekend, and he was also a plus five. And then um, Gavin Hayes was great for the Flint Firebirds. Uh, he had six points, three of which were goals, three assists, and he also had 15 shots on goal. 15 shots on goal in three games. Yeah, he, he shoots a lot. Um, and then there's... Riku Tohila, he had three goals in three games. Two of those goals came came in one game, um, and he's been pretty impressive this year for uh, JYP's um, under twenty team. Yeah, but it is it is the under twenty team, which you would really hope to be honest for a guy who was drafted to be better level at this point. Yeah, that that's probably true. Um, I bet some of that is he's still kind of adapting to his size. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he got called up eventually this year uh, to serve um, maybe as a 13th forward uh, in Liga, so it'll be interesting to see. And then the final prospect is John's favorite prospect, Archer Kayuma. He is. He had two goals. He's better than Reichel. Uh, I don't know about that, but he had two goals in two games this week for Locomotive. So he, he had a pretty good week. He's our, He's the best Russian we have. I don't even know if that's true, but okay. Moving on to some cold streaks of the week. Uh, the first one is Michael Crudo. Um, he was sent down to the second Czech division after uh, his team signed former Blackhawk Michael Kempney. Um, Crudo currently has no points in eight games split between um, Sparta Praha and the, the team that he's playing for in the second Czech division, um, which is not, it's not great. I think we all thought when Crudel was in the AHL, like, this guy's not ready for this level. You would have hoped that even if he wasn't ready for the AHL, that he'd be ready for the Czech top league. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I went from the AHL to the SHL, the first Czech league, and now he's in the second division. Not, not great. I think that the opportunities for him to get a contract are dwindling and dwindling down at this point. Moving on, uh, Landon Slaggart has no points in four straight games for Notre Dame. Um, while putting up points and stuff isn't really part of his game, it's kind of disappointing to see that his production has gone down. Um, considering the first two years, he was he was pretty good at putting up points, so it's a little disappointing to see. Yeah, but that has been made up for by Ryder Rolston having quite a good season. So there is still a hot spot that's going over there. Isn't this a prospect Tyler actually loves? Yes, 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 and he's yes. I've I've always been I've I've always been impressed by Landon Slaggart, and I'll just say this is definitely disappointing that 
it does. I don't know. I mean, maybe he's just stagnating a little bit. Regression, maybe. You know, he both of his line mates uh, ended up going to the AHL, so maybe that's difficult for him. And also, I mean, he's he's no longer his brother left the team because his brother graduated. So maybe that him not being there is still not easy for him to get used to. Well, it's disappointing that he doesn't have points in four straight games. It is only four games. Like, I don't think we should be too, too um, overreactionary. Yeah, but, well, I mean, that's that's not his entire season. He has two points in only eight games this year. Again, that's not, like, it's not great, but it's not, like, horrible either. I mean, it's, it's definitely not great considering that's, what, like, a fifth of the season? pretty much, and I mean, if you're on pace for, what, 10 points, he's probably still going to be signed at the end of the season by the Blackhawks, and he might even get into a game or two with them, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, moving on, Ethan Del Mastro, he had an assist. He was a minus one, but he had six penalty minutes in three games this weekend. Uh, last weekend, or the previous weekend, he was actually pretty good, um, but this weekend he didn't really do too much, so and then the last uh, player that I want to mention is Victor Hrunborg. Um, he had no points in three games this week. He was a minus one and averaged roughly 10 minutes a game, which isn't great because for most of the season, he's been averaging roughly 12 to 13 minutes. So it's not great to see that um, he got technically got demoted. Hey, so they were giving him quality ice time before him, though. Yeah, he... He's been slotted in on the third line, but they've kind of taken away his ice time the past few games. That's a little bit that's a little bit disappointing, but hopefully he can work his way back though. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then um just you know, we didn't really mention him uh at all yet, but uh maybe not anything crazy, but uh any update on what Kevin Korchinski did this weekend? Uh I believe, let me just double check. I believe he only had a po- one point this season, or not this season, uh, this weekend. Yeah, it was, he had an assist. Um, that was about it. He was a minus one and then two shots on goal. So not the greatest weekend for him, but he's still been very good this season, so I wouldn't worry too much about it. All right. Other than that, thanks, Wally, for our prospect report, and let's head over to our Rockford report with some very important news to start. The Skinny Hammy petition that we mentioned over the last weekend, that thing is up to over 3,500 signatures at this point. So if you haven't signed your signature yet to say, let's get rid of Skinny Hammy and bring back the original costume, bring back the original mascot, please go do it because we're at over 3,500 signatures so far. None of us started the petition, but we support it. We all signed it. You should too. Ice hogs, listen to us. Skinny Hammy is a thing of nightmares, and those it's a worse Halloween costume than the Halloween costumes the kids were wearing to the ice hog game the other day. Oh my god. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say this right now. Um for the I've talked to the people that are hammy, and um they say that the that him being swim swimmer uh helps them be more uh uh, animated, and I I can see why that is because you don't have a hula hoop in your that is around your waist anymore when he was fat. But um, the face needs to just be completely overhauled. 
in my opinion, you just they just they just should have kept the same face and just slimmed it down with the same head. Yeah, the head is the head is really the biggest issue for me. The head wasn't demonic or last it's year. Not even, it's not even the size of the costume. Like, like if if he was if he was like slightly more weight and then just this in just a similar face, but not not that monstrosity that is that freaking face they have right now. And like, yeah. I do feel bad for the people in the hammy costume. He's booed every time he goes out into the ice when they introduce him. <laughs> I mean, they I, changed one of the best mascots in the AHL okay, to one that, of the most that's not hated. Their fault. That's not that. That's not their. I fault, know. Though. That's the Ice Hogs' fault, and I don't understand why they didn't have skinny hammy have hockey socks on because it has hockey pants. It has a knockoff helmet. Give it some hockey socks because Tommy Hawk on the Blackhawks have hockey socks. And seeing the freaking missing leg day type of things on this skinny hammy, it's kind of off-putting in my opinion. Last thing I'll say on hammy, um, there because I was in the player tunnel when he was in there before the game, um, I gave these kids pucks. They were like five years old, and they set, and they asked hammy, what would you do if I dropped this puck on your head? So, so I just thought that was funny. The kid was five. Yeah, the kid was five years old. <laughs> That's funny. Moving into the two games the Ice Hogs played this weekend. Um, first game, Friday night, at home, against the Chicago Wolves. It was a 5-3 to three win over the Chicago Wolves. Um, it was a great night for David Goss. He had five points, two of which were goals. Um, Brett Seen was also very good. He had a goal and two assists. My guy, Jakob Gelvis, had a goal and an assist. Alec Regula had a goal. Reichel, Isaac Phillips, and Mike Hart had an assist. And Dylan Wells surprisingly started the game for the Ice Hogs, and he saved 24-27. So he was, he was okay um, in his, I believe, season debut as the starter. I was surprised that they started Wells because I thought they were going to start Stauber um, against a better team team in Chicago and then start Wells during or against the Sens who are worse obviously um he did well he didn't have a ton of shots come his way which is good considering our defense hasn't been great at um not allowing the team to get a lot of scoring chances yeah but you know the Ice Hogs only allowed 27 shots that night which isn't that bad this reminded this type of game by the Ice Hogs kind of reminded me of how the Hogs will face off against the Wolves quite a bit last year because the they've split the season series, if I remember correctly, last season, and they battled hard in each of the games. And this is a this seemed like one of those, this is, seems like a game that the Ice Hogs just wanted that revenge after getting kind of stomped on in their home opener just a week prior. It seems like the Ice Hogs are playing a lot better as of late compared to how they did that first weekend. And, you know, we saw that a lot more moving into Saturday night's game where I don't know what was in the water in Rockford that night. I don't know what Anders Sorensen fed the team, what drinks they had before that game, but whatever it was, do it every single game. And we'll see it again Wednesday night because I believe they take on the Wolves again Wednesday night. Whatever it is, do it again because the Ice Hogs were insane. They won 8-2. to two. What in the world happened? Uh, did 
Swordson threatened the Ice Hogs with having Skinny Hammy uh, be go off Freddy Krueger on them if they lost this game because this was a absolute massacre on ice by the what the Ice Hogs performed against these Belleville Senators. At one point, going into the second period, the Senators only had one shot on net. And these Ice Hogs went off in the first period, continuing that complete massacre on ice into that second period of play. Yeah, um, and everyone, it seemed like, was getting goals in this game. Um, Carson Jasevitz, Buddy Robinson, and Alec Regula all had a goal. David Gust, Luke Philp, Isaac Phillips, and Jakob Galvis all had two assists. Brett Sini had three assists. And then other players as well. Mike Hardman had a goal and two assists. Dylan Secura had two goals. And Lucas Reichel, two goals and one assist. Fantastic game for everyone across the board. By the end, halfway through the second period, his team was leading the game eight to nothing. And, you know, Belleville was just able to, you know, drag a couple back and make it 8-2, but this game was over long before this game even reached the end of the first period. So this is why I said I don't like Chuckapuck because I was working Chuckapuck this game. Usually I am at Promo Tunnel, which is where the ice crew people come out and shovel the ice. Usually I'm sitting there all game uh, working the door so they can get out and so I can watch the game. But today I wasn't, or that game I wasn't. So, you know, it's great. It's also worth noting um, that Jackson Stauber, he caught a puck to the eye. It, like, got lodged in his mask and somehow caught his eye. He was down for a little bit, too. Yeah, he was down for, like, I'd probably say 30 to 45 seconds. Uh, The good news is he was able to get off on his own. Uh, The trainer was following behind him, but he... Got off on his own power, which was great to see. Um, he didn't return to the game, and Dylan Wells came in to relieve him. Yeah. Um, do we have any update about his health? I don't think they gave an update. Okay, well, the hopefully Stauber is okay, and he'll be back soon. But what we'll mention is the fact that, you know, Right now, the Ice Hogs are down to the fifth and sixth string goalies in the Blackhawks organization now with uh, Mitchell Weeks and Dylan Wells, as long as Mrazek and Stauber are out. Likely, Stauber in the end will be fine, I hope, but we'll see if going forward if he's able to make it back easily into the lineup. But again, I mean, not else, to, not much else to say from this game. You know, the Ice Hogs were just completely dominant throughout the entire game. What was the final shot totals? Um, it was actually like really close. It was like twenty six to twenty four. I think we just went into the we just went completely defensive after the second period. Oh my gosh, there were so many penalties. <laughs> I think that I think most of them were on Scott Sabarin. Oh, Scott Sabrin, that makes sense. I mean, let me let me count all these: one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. 9, Wally, are you telling us that we saw more penalty minutes than the Blackhawks versus Euler game? Yes, 
because there were multiple game, there were multiple misconducts in that game. Yeah, no, the, the final shot totals the final shot totals were twenty five to twenty seven in favor of the Ice Hogs. It's also worth mentioning in this game that we saw a double goalie pull. Oh my god, I don't even know. We that. saw we saw we saw a double pull. The Senators started the lineup started the game that night with Kevin Mandelies and that. They ended up pulling him halfway through the first for Mad Sogard, and they pulled him to bring back in Kevin Mandelies because Sogard let, let in four goals. Let in, he let in four goals on fifteen shots after Mandelies had let in three goals on four shots. I think they would have been better off starting like a forward at goalie. Yeah, probably. Would the Belleville Senators like a uh, a goalie that loves to jump out of the net in Alex Stalock? Okay, but then we're going to call up Dylan Wells. I don't think we want that. No offense to Dylan Wells, but... Yeah. Um, but, you know, obviously this is insane. What happened in this game? There was a ridiculous level of penalties. There was a ridiculous level of bad goaltending. And somehow, despite the score being 8-2, the shot totals were actually really close. I th- I, just, I think we went completely defensive after the second period because we went up. Yeah, we got... Yeah, yeah. Rockford got out. Rockford got outshot twelve to four in the third. Yeah, that definitely just sat back in, tried to stop everything in the third. Didn't want to run it up too much, I guess. And like we had a power play, we had a power play in the third, and we, I, it looked like we weren't even trying, and we were still moving the puck pretty well. I mean, they just didn't want to uh, run up the score too much, I guess. It looked like we were going fifty percent, and we were still able to move the puck around. I think that's a pretty big indictment on Belleville. Yeah, but that's everything that we have for the uh, two Rockford games. Um, later this week, the Ice Hogs will be playing against the Milwaukee Admirals. That will be tonight, Wednesday, November 2nd. And then we will also have a game on Saturday against the uh, Griffins. Again, once again, at home. And then Sunday, the Ice Hogs will be playing against the Iowa Wilds. So we have three games this week. We'll be discussing those all next week on our show. But who do we have for our Ice Hogs Player of the Week? John, what have you got? Uh, David Gus. I think it's pretty self-explanatory. He went completely and utterly off. Um, he had two goals versus the versus the Wolves, and then he had two ass- or two goals and two assist or three assists versus the Wolves, and then two assists versus the Belleville Senators. Across two games, he had two goals, five assists for seven points. Yes. Insane. Wally? I'm going with Jakob Galvis. Um, he had a goal, and he had three assists. In, or Sorry, yeah, three assists, sorry, four points in two games. Um, it's great to see because I have always been a huge supporter of Jakob Galvis, so he's my ice hog of the week. All right, Nick? Well, I guess I will go with the obvious one that's not David Gus. And I'm going with the German prospect, number 27, Lucas Reichel, with two goals and three assists on the weekend. He had himself a solid week. Uh, I get that we put up eight goals against the uh, Senators. Maybe he could have had some more points, but it's all right. Uh, But Reichel, I would go with if uh, John didn't choose gust at all i will give a quick mention to dylan wells because i believe he had an over 900 save percentage which isn't that bad but and he also came in relief uh 
on short notice against uh against Belleville, and you know I believe he performed rather decently. I mean, he actually played really well in that third period. He only allowed one goal on seventeen shots, so that's not that bad. So I will mention him as my honorable mention, but I will be giving my ice hog of the week to Brett Sini, mostly because. Uh, you know, the other options are already taken, but I believe Brett Sini actually played really well this week. One goal, five assists for six total points in two games. You know, it was a hectic week and for the Ice Hogs, but you know, Sini has been playing really well on that top line for the Ice Hogs alongside Reichel and Gust. And let's have it keep it up because as long as Reichel's playing well and those two guys next to him, Sini and Gust, are doing well with him then it gives Reichel more opportunities to keep developing his skills, keep working in the AHL, keep performing really well before he's ready to make the, hopefully, permanent jump to the NHL. Because I don't want, I don't want to see him back in the AHL once he goes up. I want it to be a thing where he stays and he stays there forever. I, I get that kind of, that line of thinking. It would definitely be, I don't think concerning, but... Um, notable if he got called up, played a few games, and then got sent back down. Mm-hmm. But that is going to be it for this sixth episode of the Hockey Puck Cast. Tune in next week for two more episodes where we will be going over the Hawks uh, recap and preview, as well as the Ice Hogs and Prospect recap and preview. So thank you once again for joining us, as always, Wally. Jakob Galvis should be the next call-off. I can't say I disagree. Nick? Eat the wolves and we're all good here. Go Hogs. Hell yeah, go Hogs. And John? Uh, Reichel might be the best prospect ever to exist in the history of hockey. Okay. Let me be a Reichel stand. You can be a Hagel stand. Let me be a Reichel you might, you, 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 You might be a Reichel stand. You might. Just might. You just might. Alright, anyways, beyond that, my name is Tyler. This is the Hockey Podcast, and I will see y'all next time. Take care. Music for this podcast was Cool Rock by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0 license. Find out more at creativecommons.org forward slash licenses forward slash by B-Y forward slash 4.0.